0: Hey everybody, I'm Lee Isles, and I'm here with Sarah Flynn and we are the Tenacious Tycoons. Today's session we've titled Wealth and the Universe. Are they linked? So today we're going to talk about a couple of different topics under this. Uh, we're going to cover the law of attraction, we're going to cover a little bit about karma and a bit of give and take and that kind of thing. And then just some um, words around like the millionaire mornings and the habits of millionaires from what we've come across with people that we've interfaced with ourselves. So. Sarah, do you want to introduce yourself, and I'll let you crack on with the law attraction.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much Lee. Obviously giving me the most difficult topic to start with, um, really appreciate that throwing me at the deep end, um, that's why we're friends though. So yes, um, as Lee very rightfully said, I'm Sarah Flynn and this is Lee Isles, and together we are the Tenacious Tycoons um, and we have set about um, trying to impart some of our words of wisdom of things that we have learned over the last uh, God knows how many years in business. Um, so we, we don't do business together as such until now we are both business people in our own right but we have uh, paths have crossed um, in a networking group and we decided to come together um, and try to hopefully do some good in the world and help people in various aspects of the life. So as Lee said, uh, today we will be talking about wealth and the universe, so very deep um, topic, uh, something that I uh, for no reason whatsoever said to Lee I felt we should talk about late last night and so hence here we are today. Um, But you know just to start off um the, you know my question was are they linked um and to me it's a rhetorical question because uh, i'm a huge believer um in the universe and uh, higher beings and spirituality and i definitely think that wealth and the universe um are definitely linked Um, So as Lee was saying, the first thing that we were going to talk about was the law of attraction. And So for anybody that doesn't know what the law of attraction is, uh, definitely go look it up. It's a brilliant book called The Secret that will tell you all about it. Um, But the the high level overview is basically, it's the meaning that people will tend to attract people who are similar to them. um, Or it might also be kind of a suggestion that people um, who have certain thoughts way they will attract similar thoughts and they'll get similar results. So for example, it might be that you decide that two miles down the road, there's your dream house that you've always, always wanted and you start thinking about that Um, thought you'll hear people talk about manifesting things a lot in law of attraction um, and that's sort of what that is so thinking about it uh, visualizing yourself being in it really getting a sense of the property and moving into it and seeing yourself doing it and you know printing off pictures and sticking them upon on your walls and having vision boards and things like that Um, and you know and I suppose the kind of result of that people would say people who are believers in law of attraction is that you would eventually get to move into that dream home because you have manifested it through your thoughts and then similarly um, it would work in a converse where people think so negative thinking is believed to attract negative experiences and other negative people and um, whereas obviously the positive thinking will attract the latter um, and that will produce more desirable outcomes and experiences for your life so I suppose kind of a really high level That is what Law of Attraction is all about. Now, just from my own personal perspective, um, I am a huge believer in the Law of Attraction. Um, I have a vision board actually just behind me, though you you can't see, because I've got this lovely uh, universe background in keeping with the theme of today. Um, But I've had that for some time. All my goals that I set out at the beginning of the year, big things that I want to do and achieve, or it might be things that I want to buy, more materialistic things that I want to do um, through my wealth creation. All goes on that board and I look at it and I see it every day um, and I do lots of different uh, funny and unusual rituals on a morning that I believe will bring me closer um, to those goals and I will manifest those things that I want in life. Um, and i certainly think that those things definitely uh, so far have worked for me Um so uh, probably five or six years ago now when i first started this i decided that i wanted um to be in property and i wanted to be successful in property and i genuinely at the time had absolutely no clue about property and i mean absolutely none i was from a banking background i had no idea about the property world um, but yet here i am today with a really nice property portfolio. Um, And I do believe that all those rituals and things that I've taken on board um, and those positive thoughts that I've had every morning that I've purposely built into my day have significantly contributed um, to that. So I suppose that's really my overview and I suppose thoughts and, and take on a lot of attraction itself. So I'm going to pass it over to Lee because I know Lee absolutely loves the Law of Attraction. And I'm very sure, even though he tried to throw me at the deep end, that he has got absolutely bags to say about Law of Attraction, haven't you, Lee?
0: You just know me too well, Sarah. (laughs) Um, I do. My experience of it's a bit different, though. Um, And I think it's probably worth sharing this, which will, will be, I think, quite helpful to people. Now, I only came across Law of Attraction maybe sometime within the last 18 months or so. It's, it's not been that long now my journey into personal development started a couple of years ago where i i found a book it was listed on amazon and um i thought you know what let's just take a punt on it and it was by dr Jody Spencer, and it was called becoming supernatural now i've always been a bit of a skeptic so i'm and i still am i'm one of those people that i will believe something when i'm it's proven to a degree it doesn't mean i disbelieve until that point it's just I kind of need to see things working or to see things as they they are really. Now that book was definitely something I would not normally read. So I thought, you know what, let's just take a punt on it and see what happens. And um, it talks a lot about essentially law of attraction. It's about manifesting what you focus on, what you think about, what you believe in and what you you want to ultimately get out of life. Now, again, it's a bit, to me, even still today, to this day, it's a little bit airy-fairy. And I know that, again, is going to be controversial, especially with people who really buy into all of this. But I think it has to be balanced. There's um, a very common perception with the law of attraction, which is that if you put it on a vision board or you think this is what I want, that the universe is just going to give you it. And it's a big misconception is that. I'm not suggesting the law of attraction itself is wrong, but I think the concept of the, the understanding of it, the interpretations of it is slightly wrong. Mm. But I believe what it actually is, is when you focus on something, which is where the law of attraction comes into play. So when you have created your vision board, when you meditate on you know, what you want to get out of life, what, um, what results you want to achieve, what nice things you can buy and own in the future, is that you're putting your focus on that. And there is this saying that where you put your focus is where your energy goes and I, th- I believe that is the, the crux of the law of attraction so if you've really set your sights on I want to be uh, a multi-millionaire property uh, portfolio landlord and you manifest that through meditation you visualize it you picture yourself in the moment in the future you really put yourself into that and feel it which is a big part of a lot of this is not just thinking this is what I want it's about how do i feel if i've achieved that so putting yourself into that future state and saying i've now achieved it i'm now a multimillionaire property heiress um and this is what i've done this is how i feel these are the things i've had to do to get there along the way the challenges i've overcome and how i've done it but by being in that state you're ultimately just keeping your absolute focus on what it is you want to achieve so then the law of attraction kicks in because it's not that the universe will give that to you it's that you're asking the universe and telling the universe this is what you want but you're all you're just keeping absolute focus on it and because that's where your energy then flows you will eventually achieve that whether that be six months 12 months 18 months 24 months but there is the other side of this the darker side of this which is the negative side unfortunately and this is where my experience probably differs a little bit now again I'm not going to dive into it because we would be here forever but I've suffered with mental health issues for the majority of my life and I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of it which is why I'm sharing it and the problem with that and the problem with people who suffer from depression who suffer with anxiety or have phobias or whatever they may be struggling with that's what gets their focus and that's what gets their attention so that when the law of attraction again kicks in because they're focused on a negative, because they're focused on what's wrong or what's not working, that's ultimately then what the universe will manifest for them. So if you think everything is going badly and the world's about to end and you're just going to lose money hand over fist or you're going to lose your job or you're going to have a car accident, you will attract that. That's what the law of attraction does. So it's as much a negative thing as it can be a positive thing and that's my key learning and my key share around it which is you, you will get what you focus on if you keep focused on it you need to make sure you focus on the right things so i don't know if you agree with that Sarah or not but i'm going to pass it back to you
1: yeah it's interesting that you say that actually because i think it was a key point and probably something um, in my overview that i didn't really talk about because i was i was probably just i suppose giving um a broad view of, of what somebody would define you know as the law of attraction um I, And it is really about manifestation, but I think your point is absolutely crucial in the fact that it invariably gets very, very misconstrued that people think, um, and I agree there's this real sort of um, wrong and cross-purpose interpretation of, well, if I just sit at home, and do nothing and think about this house that I want, then um, I'll get it one day. <laughs> and, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So I learned something not too long ago, saw something that I just thought was absolutely fantastic. and um, It was almost, if you could calculate success, what would that equation look like? And the equation, very simple, it says, this so it says maximum effort plus unwavering faith equals success now i think that that is one of the best things i have ever seen when talking about what makes somebody successful and i think the reason why it's key in this conversation is because to me that is exactly what the law of attraction is about so the you know the manifesting and all that sort of thing that we just spoke about is that unwavering faith that absolute sheer belief and every second of every day in yourself that you are going to achieve the things that you want to achieve and that's where that manifestation and the thoughts and the meditation part come in and the vision boards but to your point lee which couldn't be truer the the first part around maximum effort has to be there, because make no mistake, every single person that is used successful has absolutely worked their off to be there, without a doubt. Um, but that to me is what the law of attraction is so it's having that end goal and always thinking about it always driving towards it you know having, having like you say absolute focus on it laser sharp focus all the time and having that kind of effort um but equally um you know it's not about sitting on your backside and doing nothing because the two have to work in succession you do have to Put the hard work in, and and I think that's almost what that is. Is you know, coming back to this whole topic of does you know does wealth work with the universe or vice versa? To me, it does because if you are putting the effort in, then the universe rewards you for that effort. And I think that that ultimately is the law of attraction. But I agree, it it does completely get misconstrued into this oh well if i just sit at home and do nothing and just kind of hope and pray and i'll just sit and look at this maserati that i really want every night eventually it'll turn up on my drive and and that's also not true but it's almost it's a two-way street isn't it it's about working with the universe so the universe works back with you you know and it, it really is a hand in hand relationship as i see it
0: yeah i i guess to expand on that a little and to expand a little bit on what i was talking about before one of the things that I've certainly learned, and it's certainly a core belief of mine now, is that we're all beings of energy. We're made of energy. Uh, you know, no matter who you talk to, whether it's a spiritualist or a scientist or uh, a religious fanatic, it doesn't matter. They will agree on one concept that that we are composed of energy. They may word it differently, but if you think of it from a scientific perspective, there's all this dead space between, you know, the atoms that comprise or compose the universe, should I say, and there's all the theories going around about dark matter and antimatter and things like that but that empty space still has energy inside it and that's where the universe has come from you know it is composed of all these different elements and yes we don't necessarily know what everything is but the thing that links it all is energy and a a key concept around the law of attraction is that piece around resonating at the right frequency the right energy level and that's again if you think about it is how radio waves work, you know, we resonate the airwaves, the radio waves in a certain frequency that we can hear. There's the concept of the dog whistle, um, you know, we you can buy a specialist dog whistle and only dogs will hear it because of the frequency that it's pitched at. We cannot hear it as humans, but obviously dogs themselves can. And this is the same concept. If you resonate at a certain energy frequency, then you're going to not attract, but connect with other items other people uh, whatever it may be that resonate at that same level so that concept of putting yourself in a future state of right i'm now a multi-millionaire i'm a successful business owner i own such and such car motorbike cruise yacht whatever it might be you're feeling as you are in that that state, at that point in time in the future, you're resonating at that frequency, which means that when you then go out into the world to perform your current, present tasks, you've not only got to focus, but you are at that right energy level as well. And that's, again, what will bring it towards you. And again, it's kind of to wrap up what I was talking about before on the negative side of it, the impact that being negative had on myself. And, you know, it still does. Everyone has negative days, they have negative thoughts, but it tends to have that knock on effect and it can manifest itself physically, like we spoke about in a previous episode, or it can just be a series of events that happens because of that frequency that you put yourself in, you end up attracting the wrong types of things. But I also wanted to share another, I suppose, positive example, so that we're not just focusing on the downside, and I certainly don't want to just focus on the downside. But this, again, is a personal experience from, from my life, and I, I think it'd be good to get one from you as well, Sarah. But well, I'm talking, I might as well finish mine off. Um, so this was years and years ago. Now, currently, as Sarah's mentioned, we're both in property. Um, I'm currently a property developer and I'm also now a coach as well. But in my past life, not too long ago, I was in IT. And I did that for around about a decade or so. But prior to that, I actually made a right mess of my my school days. Um a lot of personal reasons behind that and family situations and things like that. But ultimately I had a, a late phase of rebelling at our GCSE level, and I kind of screwed up a lot of my grades. Um I did the same thing at my A levels, and it meant that I never went to university to do my top choice. Now, I've got a very, very vivid memory of when I was discussing this with my father, uh, around what do I do, you know, I, I'm still going to go into uni because that was always the plan, that's what they wanted me to do. Uh, but I couldn't go and, and pursue what I was thinking originally. So I said, well, I've got a real affinity with computers. I've I've been working with computers since I was probably about eleven, I think I my first one. Prior to that, I was always into video games and bits and pieces, but it was just the geek in me. And I've built computers, I've reprogrammed things, you know, I've built websites, I've built software, you know, this was all prior to university. And I was like, you know, this is what I'm good at. Why can't I go and do what I'm good at? And what I enjoy. And my dad said to me, well, you could, but the problem there is that it's going to be really competitive and you probably won't succeed in it. So I ended up going to uni and studying law, which I was interested in, but I ultimately hated. So I ended up leaving uni after a couple of years. And again, after another couple of years of drifting around trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I just said to myself, you know what, I'm good at IT, why not just give it a go and see what happens? And I was absolutely resolute that this is what I was going to succeed in. and because. I kept that at the forefront of my mind. I was successful in it, which is why I've now enabled myself to leave that industry, having achieved what I wanted to achieve, and now pursue my other passions, which are you know helping people and building that wealth base through property. But if I hadn't have been that focused on it, hadn't been that resolute, and hadn't seen myself as being that IT geek, that IT professional, the successful person that I became, I don't think I would have achieved it. And it's a, a very basic example of the law of attraction. In, in action really is that one. So as I said Sarah, I'll uh, we'll hand it back to you if you've got an example of us it's worth. You That'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah I, th- I think um, actually that's a really interesting point because I think just um, by sheer coincidence you and I have lead led sort of similar paths in that regard, though I never actually went to uni, but I suppose this is about the law of traction, um in a sort of converse way to you, so i always wanted to go to university actually to do um media and um hopefully become like maybe a camera woman and do some like big films and 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 really that was kind of what i wanted to do i'm very very um sort of artistic and um, I really excelled in my A-levels at sort of drama, media, music, I play the piano and clarinet and, um, you know, so I, I do a lot of kind of arty things, I suppose, and um, I really wanted to go do media. That was like where my heart line, you know, I'd got an A-star at my A-levels, I really wanted to go to uni, I got all the grades, I'd done everything to get going and I went and applied for these um universities and I got in and basically just through a, a series of events my parents just coaxed me into not going um because a little bit like what you were saying Lee they just said you know you're gonna throw your life away you just want to go get drunk Sarah it's it's not for you you should be doing banking I you know my mum was in banking you know I do banking and um, it's a safe job it's a good job all the stuff that your parents do because they care about you and, and they do it out of love but you know it's that kind of whole piece of um you know like you say you then sort of manifest that because you believe okay well fair enough that's not for me then and that's not who I should be and it's irrelevant now because obviously I've found my way and I love property and I absolutely love what I do but there's always that thing in the back of my mind is like what if what if that had have worked out to me and I was sat in Hollywood now and I was producing big films but I will never know because in a similar regard, the law of attraction, you know, worked in that way. So I was surrounded with people who were like, Sarah, this is not a good idea. It's definitely not for you. Um, you need to forget about it. And therefore, I did. So I, I just put it put it out of my mind and, you know, and it, for whatever reason, that that never happened um, for me. So I think that that's interesting because, you know, like I say, on that, that complete flip side, that was um, me manifesting the fact that I couldn't do that. Because I listened to what everybody else said, so then I was like, okay, can't do that. I'll just go work in a bank. And that's <laughs> and that's what I did for a long time. Um, so I definitely think it, I definitely think the law of attraction plays an enormous, enormous part in society. Um, much more than people give it credit for. But I think your point earlier, Lee, was absolutely on the money. Um, in that the concept of it does get misconstrued. People think that just sitting down on the sofa and watching TV um and you know dreaming about the house is the law of attraction you know but it's not it's definitely far from that it is in visualizing and um manifesting and meditating heavily on what you want and at the same time having a hundred percent focus and effort um and sheer sheer hard work um and the universe will then come back and you know give you the, the hard well-deserved rewards that you yep. um that you obviously deserve. So I, I do agree with that. I think it's a it's a concept that definitely works. I've seen it time and time and time again. And um, but people just miss that piece about how important it is to actually do the work and put in the work to, for for the universe to come back and and sort of give you what you what you want.
0: Yeah, and it's the messaging around it as well. You we there's so many people who are. On the stage speaking and uh, preaching this kind of thing but they don't fill in the gap and mm. it's a problem that we have with some of the the kind of later years education uh, for want of a better phrase where mm. your people go to various courses or join masterminds local mentors and there's always that little bit missing and in the case of you know, the law of attraction that is that little bit that's missing it's the, the reality because so at the end of the day if you turn around to people and say on one hand okay you can sit and you can meditate and you will have the law of attraction kick in and you'll end up with the house of your dreams life of your dreams that sounds really good if you then turn around to them and say the same thing oh but also you're gonna to have to really work your ass off and you're gonna to have to hustle a little <laughs> bit and you know it's not going to happen straight away and you know you'll have bad days and you'll have good days and you have amazing days and then it'll all fall apart and then you'll have to do it again and you know it doesn't sell as well does it so th- there is it doesn't that have little the same ring.
1: Too. When you say it like that, Lee, I'll be honest, it didn't have the same ring. Um, <laughs> but but that's that's the that's the truth of it, of course, it is of course. Um I I, f- I feel um that we've covered that topic uh, quite well actually. So um, the yeah. second thing that we were gonna speak about today was karma. Um and I'm very sure that most people um listening to this know what karma is, but you know this is all about what is going to what you do is going to come back um and either reward you or bite you on the bum dependent if you are a good or a bad person um so do i believe in karma i do believe in karma i had to think about that then um i, I do believe in karma yes um but i also think that sometimes um, and this is just because of my own personal beliefs Think that karma doesn't necessarily come around in the same life that you are in now so I think that karma sometimes because I believe in um life after death I think that sometimes karma may come around in your sort of next life so when you go up and um as I believe you become um sort of a higher being and you, are, you go back to the universe, I do believe that sometimes um, you are faced with those problems or things that you may have done wrong in your life um, at, at that point, and you have to deal with them then. So I do think that karma takes many forms, um, and I do think that sometimes it does happen in um, the life that we're in now, but I do also think that sometimes it can happen um, in sort of different vessels and bodies that, that you encompass that throughout different uh, lives that you have. Um, So, Lee, I am going to let you talk a little bit now about karma, um, because we've never spoke about this before, so I'm really keen to know what your thoughts are on karma.
0: Okay, um, a little bit different to yours. However, Mm -hmm. not not a million miles away, shall we say. Mm. So, karma I'm a big fan of. I I like the concept of it. My beliefs are a little bit different. So I I don't necessarily believe in life after death. Again, it comes Mm -hmm. back to this thing of, I believe in the things that are kind of proven to me to a degree. Faith is not something that comes easily to me, or, or certainly in the past hasn't come easy to me. It's it starting to more, you know, in the last few months, shall we say, as yes, I've delved into more of this. But throughout history, karma has been there in one form or another. You've got life after death, you've got heaven and hell, you've got the balance between good and evil, you've got black and white. It, it's always been there, you know, your yin and your yang. It's just. It's everywhere you look, ultimately. You can't get away from it. So it does exist. Uh, there's no denying that. It's I guess it's the extent to what it exists in. Now, the way that I see this, and another part of what I've learned more recently, and what I'm a big fan of, is uh, hermetic philosophy. Now, there's a book called The Cabalian. And for anyone who's interested in this kind of thing, I would definitely, definitely say go and read it. It's not long. It's something like 120 pages. It's, it's not long at all. the hermetic philosophy is all around energy and energy exchanges and the meaning of this in the universe which is really key to what we're talking about today but for me it's that balance again and and that's what i've really started digging into It's the balance between everything in the universe and the energy exchange that we've talked about and karma is nothing more than that now whether that is a balance between life and death you know so you have your life you do what you need to do with your life and then you have your death and that may be where you get the benefit and reap the rewards that's certainly a belief it could be the belief of the energy that you put in day to day you do a good deed you get a good deed in return that's perfectly acceptable as well so I'm, I'm happy with either approach either viewpoint personally i think the biggest thing around karma that i just love about it is the fact that oh well, it's really just there teaching people to be good people you know it's the message of it no matter what your belief, the message is if you do good things you're going to get good things in return whether that's now whether that's a few months down the line a few years down the line in another life in an afterlife whatever it is it's teaching people to do good now and it's that whole message of do good by your neighbor mm-hmm. so yeah that kind of sums up my thoughts sarah so i don't know what you think about that now <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, and I know exactly what you're saying, that karma undoubtedly exists. And actually, while you were uh, talking, I was just listening to you and I was I was thinking about um, actually something I'd said in the previous epi- episode that I'll probably say time and time again, but actually this is complete karma when I think about it, is um, anybody that's ever um, become very, very wealthy and very financially successful in life, um, you know, they always say the same thing, which is don't focus on the money. Even though that's the end goal and you know that's what you want, don't focus on the money. Um, do the right thing and the money will come. Um, and I've heard this phrase a million and one times, and I've heard it from lots and lots of very, very wealthy people. Um and actually, that is karma in its truest form because you know, a lot of people say that the moment you stop focusing on the money is often when it all it all you know it all comes right and everything comes right and you, you know you get all the money that you ever wanted and um, and and i do think you know particularly in the property space you know if you translate that to a real life example I, I do think that's true so from a property perspective you know what what does that mean well i think that means um if you're not focused on the money then what are you focused on we're focusing on um i suppose getting good quality homes for people, ensuring the safety and welfare of people, you've been a responsible landlord, you know you're fixing repairs as soon as there's any issues, you're making the tenants feel like it's their home, you know you're not intruding in their lives and you know and, and what does that give you then? Well it gives you a happy tenant that wants to pay your rent every month so you know, in a real kind of simple um analogy, I suppose, of that, that w- how does that translated into real life? Well, in, in my world to me, that's how, and in your world, obviously as well, because we're both in property, that to me is how that's translated. So if I do the right thing by my customers, shall we say, um they are gonna continually pay me the rent that I want, you know. So I think actually um from that perspective, you know. Palmer is definitely um a force to be reckoned with. Because you know, if you looked at that by the other um kind of the other token, and, and this is what we're seeing a lot at the minute, is all these old a lot of old school landlords that have not taken care of the properties or slum landlords, it's now been um sort of coined the phrase. And and I think that that's a similar thing again, because um the the people um who are not looking after the properties, these landlords, um, you know, they're just leaving it in ruin and there's water coming down the walls. And you'll see in this lease, sometimes you go to view a property and it's tenanted and it's just horrible and you don't know how anybody's let somebody live in that condition. Um but you know the same token they're probably charging them a hundred pounds a year to live in it because they know the cat you know, so those people aren't making any money. So um it, it is it's a complete thing about doing the right thing and it will come back um, and you'll reap the rewards but I think in that analogy I just wanted to give that example because I think there's a clear connection you know when you look at that how how is that how does that physically work how does can work I think that was just like a nice um sort of example I suppose as to in the real world how that plays out
0: yeah and I think that's a perfectly apt example I actually want to add two on to that um, it's in the same space so one you know, of the pillars that we're talking about is property uh, as a side thing for what we're doing as tenacious tycoons so I, I don't want us to dwell on it too much because that's not today's session we, we can still mm. do that another time but two very brief examples so one is just an, a, a perfect follow-on from what you were just saying there was a, a property that i went to view last year now the the landlord had invited me to go and look at it it was a house multiple, multiple occupancy so it was a shared, shared living place uh, it was not it was in one of the not so nice areas of Leeds, so there was obviously a certain level of expectation going into it anyway. But when the, the landlord contacted me, he contacted me to see if I wanted to take over the management of it. And he said he was just fed up with having to deal with the tenants, they were leaving the place in a mess and uh, they weren't looking after things, he was just dirty all the time, and he was just fed up with it all. So I said, Well, you know what, I'll go have a look, why not? And I turned up and there's only two ways I can describe it. One is it was a slum, it was filthy, it was horrible. It was just in such a poor state of repair. But then also when he showed me around the property, when we finally went downstairs, so from the entranceway, there was a, the door right in front of you as you went in and it took you downstairs into what was the basement and has been converted to living space. It was like going into a dungeon because there was no lighting. And I'm just thinking to myself all the way around this, well, you're providing this quality, this level you know, what you're getting as an experience as a landlord from your tenants is perfectly in tune with that because, you know, why would they treat it any better? I mean, how people live in there, I honestly don't know. That's a personal viewpoint of mine. And I know obviously some people are in certain circumstances, unfortunately, they have to live in places like this, but it's not right. And it's certainly not why I entered the property game. You know, it wasn't to provide housing like that. So that was one example. And. The next one that I want to share was, again, is a personal example, and I'll try and keep this one brief, but uh, despite being a landlord for myself for quite a few years, last year was the first year I decided to run this as a proper business and to really start looking into the different investment strategies and opportunities you have in property. So again, I'm not going to dig into this because we'll cover it separately uh, in what we're doing, but when I decided to start the business i actually left work so as i've already mentioned i was in it and i decided to take a break from that and gave myself your know, six months to get the business going and to recoup some of the money that i'd pumped into trading and masterminds and things like that but the problem i had then was i was so focused on the money because it wasn't about greed it wasn't about i wanted the money i just wanted to recoup the money that i'd spent and build the business But because of that, I focused on the strategies that are deemed as being really high cash flow, but they're so contrary to what I want to do and my values that I never did anything with it because I just didn't want to. Whereas now I'm doing property development, which is what I want to do. It takes a bit longer. Um, There's more to it. There's more complexity. And it perfectly suits what I do. And it means that I'm, instead of taking over properties that are in a poor state of repair and having to muddle through it i get to actually go off and create new living spaces for people from scratch more or less and i can create that to a standard that i would expect anyone to provide mm. but now i've started doing that things have started happening so i've been more pro- more progress in this business in the last probably six months than i did throughout the majority of last year because i'm now focused on the right thing so it's a combination between the law of attraction we've already spoken about and focusing on what it is that I'm wanting to do and desire to do but also the the karmic response to it I'm now doing the right thing by myself and by other people and I'm mm. gonna be seeing the rewards from that
1: I think that's a really big point about doing the right thing by itself actually because that's quite a big big topic that you could almost you know explore in a whole different um I'm sure episode. we will. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, but I think that's a really good point is um, doing the right thing by yourself from a karmatic perspective. Because I do think that that's one of sometimes the hardest things, like you were saying. But again, you were focusing on the money. So you're doing that, you were in that trap that we've all been in. Oh, I need I need to recoup the money for my training, or I need the money. Maybe because you genuinely can't live. Like some people when they start out in business are in that situation. They're desperate for the money. They have to get the money to be able to survive. Um, so it's really difficult to then say to somebody, um, okay, just don't focus on the money. <laughs> um, and, and just do what's in your heart. And it's hard to say that, but every single person that's ever made it, if you want to work for a better phrase, in life, um always says i went with my heart and it was really hard but it absolutely paid off and they're always the people that end up succeeding so i think that's a really good point well made to be fairly really good point yeah
0: and it's it's not just about the succeeding either it's about getting the reward from it and i don't mean necessarily the monetary reward but it's the satisfaction Mm -hmm. more what i mean if you achieve something that you have done because you don't like what you've been doing well you might achieve but you won't be happy about it that uh, you, you work on what you love and what your passions are, what your interests are, then absolutely you will be so t- satisfied in what you're doing, even when it all goes to shit and it falls yeah. apart, which it, it quite often does, to be fair. So, yeah, I think, uh, again, we could go on forever on this one, but I think we've covered that fairly well now. So the last yeah. topic we, we had on our list for today was to talk about millionaire habits. So I know you do the millionaire morning, Sarah, and I'm a yeah. big advocate of having a good morning routine. It's something that I do with my clients um but there's more to it than just the miracle morning and uh, the millionaire morning it's all around just the the general good habits that lead to success that lead to being productive and and getting grounded business so again i'll hand that to you sarah do you want to kick off with that one and share your
1: yeah absolutely because i did say right at the start that um i have quite um quite a ritual on a (laughs) a morning Um, and and that's not to say that um, it doesn't waver sometimes because like most people in life um, I'm not a saint and I can't do everything the same every single day and we all stray from the path Um, and I do have a young child and a family so it's difficult of course it is and i'm not going to say to anybody that i just wake up and this stuff's easy and and that it came to me overnight either because um it's difficult to form a habit um, and particularly a habit that doesn't necessarily sit comfortably with you at the start because a lot of these things that people do and that i do and probably lead us now definitely weren't in your um sort of in your DNA, like nobody really, um, characteristically as a person will stand in a mirror and do affirmations to the self. Like that's not really a done thing in society. Um, and most people probably would think you a cuckoo. Um, but th- there is a real, I believe, benefit to it. Um, so there's a number of things that i I personally do my big 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 one um that lee says that i do every morning as soon as i wake up before i do anything else is i do uh, something called miracle morning or millionaire morning and that is essentially where i open a book Um, and actually while we're talking i am just going to take a look in it for a better explanation so every morning i wake up in fact for people that are watching this i'll show you so this is my little book um, and I've got a million of them because I fill up really quickly. Um, but I essentially at the top of the page, I write what day. So actually at the beginning of this book was day 81 was where I started in the year. Um, and this was the 23rd of the third uh, this year. So I will start off by writing the attitude that I choose today. So on this day, I said that I was happy. That was the attitude I was choosing. I was going to be really cheerful. I've even kind of got a smiley face next to it, which is nice. Um, what I'm thankful for—that's my, my favorite bit that I write about. What am I thankful for for the, you know, for that day? Um, and and I actually wrote here. Someone's been having a bad time uh, in March. It says uh, just just surviving recently. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting through uh, physically and emotionally um, uh, on a personal and business level through lockdown is what I actually wrote. So you know, you can see how those things vary because in, in other days. Um, you know, really nice things like uh, yesterday was uh, I won an award, you know, so what am I thankful for today for winning a property award and um, for the best property company um, in West Yorkshire uh, and also for uh, Business Excellence Award for Time Crisis. So, um, you know, they're the sort of things that I would write about. I always write what a dream goal is for me every day. So uh, one of them recently was um, to secure a big project that I've been, I've been looking at for a while. Um, You know just all sorts of things really then i always write an affirmation um and and then at the end of the day i come back and just very quickly write um a day reflection it's normally a couple of literally a couple of words um or a sentence and as you can see from the book it's a very small book it doesn't take a lot and it might take me five minutes (laughs) um but i have been doing it for about two and a half years now um and i absolutely love it Um, and if i ever miss a day i do go back and fill them in because that's the sort of person that I am um but but I really enjoy really really enjoy doing that um you know and and then once I've done that I will uh, go to the mirror and I'll do some affirmations um and they could be anything that I feel you know so it might be anything from I'm strong you know I'm successful um you know I'm I look really well i'm really healthy it could be anything you know i'm really lucky to be on this planet um, and that you know that really um could be like i said could be absolutely anything but that's important to me because it makes me feel good and it's that, that hence the term affirmation it's affirming to you you know that you are okay that you're here everything is okay you are going to have everything you want in life you know so it could be that you stand there and say you know i'm going to be a multi-millionaire by 2022 you know whatever that wants to be um something i don't personally do but um i quite like um but i just feel a bit ridiculous um is power poses some people are really into power poses uh, and that, that's a really big thing um there's a lady cat first name amy and i can't remember her surname now she um sort of was half a bit of a founder of power pose and she has a really good talk on power i think it was a ted talk um on power poses and she stands and she's you know giving it the big guns and 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 it's all about feeling you know opening your chest and you know standing you I suppose it's a little bit like however how I imagine a power pose a lot of the time is when you see people um running through a field freely you know with their arms out and it's that kind of freedom of just letting go and making yourself feel um confident and you know like you belong in the world and and they're all really important things Um, and I will stop there because I'm conscious I've said quite a lot about my own things. Um, but, you know, exercise is, is something else that, that I engage in rec- regularly, but I'm sure that is definitely part of Lee's habits. So I'm going to pause there and I'm going to let Lee talk Lee talk about things um, that kind of he does or things that he knows about that he thinks work really well.
0: Yeah, I'll just cross over as well with the power pose just to... Uh finish that one off a little bit what i learned recently is that a good way of explaining a power pose is it's what superhero does so when you see hey. a picture of uh superman with his hands on his hips or super uh not, it's wonder woman um yeah or any any of what they do you know the the theatrical trailers and, and posters <laughs> you get for things like the avengers and, and stuff like that where you've got these very much uh images where they're just they are posing ultimately even if they look like the prime for action but that's ultimately what the, the power pose is about it's about getting yourself into a state that you're ready to go and you're ready for action mm-hmm. so yeah i just wanted to add that one in but in terms of the the, the miracle morning bit, the millionaire morning or you know, whatever people want to call it some people talk about the 5 a.m club some mm-hmm. people are the 4 a.m club <laughs> i think it's not so much about how you do it in terms of, you know, there's, there's not really a set way of doing it that works for everyone. It's more about the routines and taking it away from just the morning side of it, routines in general. And I think it'd be really good for us to do a session on routines at some point because it's a mm. thing that I'm hugely passionate about. And it's a, a key part of what, again, I, I coach people on because they're so powerful. The, the miracle morning aspect of it, that is just another routine. It's what you do in a morning that gets you ready for that day ahead. So it's interesting what you said there. I mean, you you're doing your journaling on the morning, which is fantastic. That's what a lot of people do. And, uh, it's a brilliant time to do it. So, you know, congratulations, you know, you're one of those people that is doing it and doing it well and getting the benefit from it, but it is something that's really powerful and it, it helps you know what you're doing and where you're going. For me, I do it a little bit differently. I, I do the same thing, but what I actually do is I do it the day before. So when I do my reflection the day before, I also plan the next day. So if it's a matter of, I look at my calendar. I mean, as people get to know me, they see that I am the most organized person in the world. It's just the way my brain works. But my calendar is so organized and so fixed and, you know, it's just the way I run it. It, it, it's a little bit anal, but it works for me and it, it helps, but it's all routine based. So what I can do then is I can look at my snapshot for the next day and just say, right, this is what I've got to do tomorrow. It's in my diary, it's fixed, there's no excuses for not doing them. And then it's a matter of, right, well, what's on my task list? My wider task list so things that I need to do outside of those events or what's on the top of my important task list that I've got to do for the next week or two weeks. And it's about planning. So that's like my way of doing a daily plan. But then also I have a weekly plan, a monthly plan, yearly plan. And again, that's all goal setting, which again, we will cover at a, a separate stage in more detail, but it then leads into your routine. So that actually frees my morning up. So what I then do is I put into my, my schedule, into my calendar, fixed events, which are for what I do in the morning. And I mean, again, this is how ridiculous my calendar gets. It gets in there, events the for when I wake up what my wake-up routine is, which is to do a bit of meditation, to do a bit of visualization, to do a bit of stretching. Then I've got an event for going and exercising. Then I've got an event for coming back from the exercise and getting in the shower. And then I've got an event for having my breakfast. But these things are blocked out in my diary as well, so they're inexcusable, I cannot miss them. At the moment I'm carrying a couple of injuries, so I'm not exercising as much as I may have once, but. It's that whole thing of that is my routine and that sets me for the day. And I am one of those early risers. I, I naturally wake up around about five a.m. I can get up early. I can get up a bit later if I really want to. But no matter what time I get up, I exercise that same routine. And that just sets you up for that day. And why I love routines so much, even beyond the morning routine, is it's repeatable actions that are nice and easy to do largely on autopilot because Mm. you know what the routine is what's the routine for going to work well the routine might be you go to desk switch on your computer look at your emails and crack on yeah what's your routine for having breakfast do you have a standard breakfast you have every day i mean you and i were talking about this yesterday sir about how Mm. boring my diet is because of the way that i do it and again we'll, we'll cover that i'm sure at another point but I have a routine for that because my life is run by routines for when I want to be inflexible for when I want to know what I'm doing so I can be absolutely focused and that's what I found through speaking to really wealthy people that they all run the majority of their life where they've been successful it's been through having routines that they can follow Mm -hmm. having the morning routine is an absolutely critical one to do because it allows you to set up your day so for me I don't want to waste time doing my journaling because I do that day before and it means that when I come to work the next day, I literally just have to look at my journal and say, well, what am I doing today? What have I put in my task list for the day? But the time that I then say, which granted it's not exactly a lot, it's five, ten minutes, that's time I can put into doing things for myself, which are not business related at that point. So for me, it's more about the switch off of, I get up and I'm not straight into business. I'm actually just setting myself up for the day. You know, building things up for myself. Then, when I go into the business, I've already prepped up the day before, so I can crack on. And then I've got my routines throughout the day, and yeah, that's that's tends to be how I I run mine. So yeah, have you
1: got any I more think, um, there? Yeah, I was going to say, I think um I think actually you've got some some really um good points there, and I think the whole wider piece really about the element of routine, because I agree with you. I think very very wealthy people, um, have very strict routines. Um, And bringing this all back round, my argument um, and what I believe is the reason they have these strict routines is because when you create a habit and you create a routine, um, good habits and routines like we've just talked about, all those things are continually setting your intention to the world. So, like a power pose, for example, is setting your intention as to who you are. You are showing the universe who you are through that. And you know, likewise, when you were talking about you you know your um, meditation or you stretching in the morning, you know, you are spending that time in the zone. You know, in your state of meditation, setting your intention to the world. What is it that you want? You know, what do you want from the day, the week, the year? You know, however, however far you want to take that. But there is that element of routine and morning routine. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the the old 5 a.m. club because that that comes up time and time again. But but it's absolutely true. I also wake up around a similar time. Um, And and there does does seem to be this um, strange correlation of um, people who have been very successful in life um, as to people who... All those people have... um, really got up very early every morning um, and had a very strict routine and made sure that the first probably hour two hours of the day has nothing to do with business and solely focuses on themselves you know whether that be through meditation through mindfulness through ex physical exercise through you know dieting whatever form that takes you know like you were saying through the journaling and it's all about all those things that are about you are about you setting your intention to work with the universe so the universe will work with you in return um and this is why all these things are so linked and why i'm such a big advocate of believing that the we- that wealth and the universe are completely connected um because i just don't see how they can't be. Um, but that's obviously just, just my personal opinion. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that the whole point is around routine, isn't it? Whatever routine you form and you were absolutely right in what you were saying that not everything works for everybody. And that's a little bit like I was saying, you know, I don't like power poses. I just feel a bit stupid. It's not for me, but some people absolutely love a power pose. You know, it, it, it makes them feel it can go from literally making somebody feel on the floor to the next minute feeling like the god like some power poses for people are that powerful you know and that's a little bit like for me with um my miracle morning stuff you know sometimes I wake up and yeah it's 5am and I think god this is early Sarah why why are you doing this to yourself but um once I'm up you know and I start filling in my journal and I'm like you know what am I thankful for and I'm right and I'm like yeah do you know what life's good life's when you really start to think about it you're like, God, Sarah, you're to live far, this is great. Like, and you do, and it's about focusing on those things, because like you say, it's all about where you put your energy. And once you get that laser-sharp focus and you put your energy into those things and you make the effort to do those things, then the universe grants you the things that you want in return.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And one thing I just thought of while you were talking there as well is around about the early rising bit, so... I would argue that it's definitely more around the routine aspects of it than it is Mm. the fact that you're getting up early. However, there's an element of, I believe, that you get more out of the day by getting up early. And my logic behind that, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about this in more detail another time, but if you think about how most people operate, as the day progresses, they get tired, they run out of energy, um, or they start winding down because they're thinking, well, I've got my time at the end of the day to wind down. Now, when you're in business yourself, which again is another big topic of ours, you tend to actually carry on working because there's always mm-hmm. things that happen during the day. So you don't really get that downtime. You know, if you if you think most people work the nine to five, they cut off at five, they go home, and that's their time, and that's fine. That's that's absolutely great for them. But as business owners, as entrepreneurs, you don't necessarily have that as much as you might plan that into your day. Inevitably, something will happen, and that's not every day. It's not to be a horror story. It's just what happens. It's you know it. it it's an occasional occurrence, but if you then have that happen later on in the day and you then lose out on your time for self-reflection, for your time for yourself, for relaxation, for exercise, meditation, whatever it is, well, you've lost that for the day. Whereas if you start your day with that, regardless of the time that you get up, but obviously the early, generally the better, because you avoid losing out on the time of the day that other people are up. Again, you think most people tend to open the doors and work around around, eight, you know, from eight o'clock onwards. So if you beat that, if you were getting up at 8am and trying to do, you know, two or three hours of your own time, where well, you've lost maybe half the day that other people use, but if you get up a little bit earlier and say four, 5am, those three hours take you to the time that everyone else starts as well. So you get your time for self-reflection because it's fixing your diet. It's the first thing you do, you then get to start your working day for once a better phrase the same as what a lot of other people do especially if you're going out and engaging with companies who open the doors at 9am but then if things do overflow and things happen during the day or you have to a fire you need to put out whatever it may be and that creeps into your your evening time where you're not losing your personal time because you had that originally and i think that's where it tends to work a lot better getting up a bit earlier that's just my my thoughts on that one but uh, i thought yeah sure
1: yeah, no, I think, that's, I think that's absolutely right, because that, that's where a lot of people get into that um, sort of bad routine, that that cycle of, I'll do it tonight, I'll do it tonight, I'll do it tonight, oh, tonight's gone, I'll yeah. do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And, and it's very easy, very easy, we've all been there, I'm sure you've been there, Lee, I've definitely been there, you know, very, very easy to get in, into that routine. Um, you know, I think what's interesting is, um, somebody once said to me that, um, and I, I assume this is fact, he said it was fact, um, that it takes 21 days to create a habit, um, and like a, a proper habit, um, and by that point, you will either be so into it, you'll probably do it for a very long time. Um, or you just will hate it, and you'll bin it off, and you'll never do it again. Um so my, and I actually think that's quite true, because I put that into practice then. So I started doing things for 21 days as part of my routine. And I did very quickly in 21 days, find out what I liked and what I definitely didn't like. So I think if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking, I'd like to do, I'd like, a, you know, I'd like to get into a routine, but I just, you know, I've heard you guys speak about lots of different, you know, good ideas today, but I don't know what's for me and um, just maybe try one at a time for 21 days. have a go at a couple and see how that, how that works. I also think, um, you know, the, the point you made about getting up early, it, you know, it, it is about getting there before anybody else. So you don't lose that time. And um, But I think there's also this thing about, you know, some people, as we do know, just aren't morning people. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and that's you know and that can be that can be challenging. However, what I would say to those people is um, once upon a time I also wasn't a morning person and I had to force myself to be a morning person. and I think that that just comes down to how much you want something um, because I, I absolutely love and I mean love getting up in the morning now. Um, and that's potentially just because because I created a new habit. And you know who who knows, but I absolutely love it. There's no noise. It's peaceful. No, you know, it, it's just my honestly one of my favorite times of the day. But it took me a while to get there, you know. And I did have to do that in sort of increments, you know, sort of wake up at maybe seven as opposed to eight, and then maybe half six as opposed to you know. And I re- and I had to really work on that. Um, but it's just finding, you know, exactly to your point, Lee. A new routine, isn't it? In what, in whatever yeah. way, it's just creating a new habit and a new routine to ultimately create the life that you want and put your intentions out there to the universe and um, to, to, you know, to, to create the the wealth that you desire and that you deserve.
0: Yeah, it's it's habit replacement. That's what you've done there, and that's that's a big part of of what coaches in general will do with people. It's it's about reframing thoughts and feelings and habits and. Yeah, there, there's an element of truth to the 21-day rule for creating a new habit. People will argue all over as to how long these things can take, and it mm. does vary. That's just the average, I believe. But mm. um, it's absolutely possible to change habits. I never used to be an early bird, as it were. And to be honest, I still find it easy to stay up later than I do to get up early. Yeah. But I know that I can do it, so I do. And I get the benefit of waking up early and doing the things in the morning. So I find that really, really helpful. And just one last thought to leave... With everyone on the point of habits, it was a saying I believe came from Jim Rohn, which is that the key to mastery is actually repetition, and that's where habit forming comes. So it's the same as you said there, Sarah. You want to get up early. Obviously, a good way of doing that, as you did, is to incrementally reduce or lower the time that you get up in the morning, so that you're gradually getting closer to co- and closer to the time that you are aiming for. It's the same with anything. With any goal, you also want to make incremental steps towards it. But then it's Repeating that consistently for whatever time period that you need to form that new habit. So I figured I'd leave it there because we I think we've covered the the topics we wanted to quite well today, and mm-hmm. we've got a few more ideas there for future sessions as well. Uh, but is there anything else that you'd like to share? So before we clock off today, no,
1: do you know I completely agree. I think it's a great place to leave the conversation, Lee. I think it's been a great great discussion. I agree we've covered some. Um, really interesting uh topics today and I'm, I'm really excited to see um kind of what the reaction will be you know if you're watching this on youtube you know please 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 like share comment, you know, we're always interested to see what people think about um, our topics. We know that they're, they're a bit weird and wonderful, particularly this week. Um, but you know, that's what it's all about. You know, it's about sharing knowledge, sharing opinions and ideas. Um, so please, if you are interested, you found this interesting, we'd love to hear um, your thoughts or get in contact with us on, on any sort of social media. Um, and yeah, please just come, come and feel free to speak to us about anything we've discussed today. So thank you again, everyone
0: yeah absolutely just if you're watching this make sure to follow us whether that's facebook youtube clubhouse we're kind of all over the shop both as tenacious tycoons but also individually as well so absolutely engage with us and we will definitely engage back so yeah thanks for that Sarah. it has been a really good session and uh, we'll leave it there i guess
1: yeah thanks again guys